This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. What's going on, everyone? Taylor Kyle's here for CLNS Media, bringing you the best damn day a Pats coverage, although it's moved back a day because there was a big event yesterday. I'm not sure if you heard about it, but uh, I am Taylor Kyles. This is my man, Alex Barth, member of the CLNS Media family and college football savant. We're going to be getting into a lot of college football stuff today. Reminder, the show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. We'll hear from them later. But first, the big reason that the best day of the week now is Thursday instead of Wednesday, just for this week, was that Gerard Mayo had his introductory press conference now what were your thoughts because I felt like the reaction was kind of split there were people who thought he did a great job there were people who thought that you know he and Robert Kraft maybe weren't the most convincing I lean more you know shocker me Mr. Optimist or whatever I kind of lean more towards I thought they did a good job you know Kraft had a little slip up at one point that you know understanding the concept was kind of funny but I thought they did a pretty solid job considering they really don't know what's going to happen with their staff until Belichick gets his job and then you start seeing who stays and who goes yeah, I, I, I thought he did, and I just talked about this in full with Brian Hines on Patriots Beat. You can go back and find that on the on the Patriots Press Pass CLNS YouTube channel. I I thought as – there was that column out, like, you know, he needs to win his press conference. Like, as, as much as he could win it, I thought he won it. I think when he was hired, one of the critiques – and I, I understood it. Like, it was a gen, genuine critique was, if you're going to fire Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, it's clearly because you feel something structurally needs to change. Why would you bring in somebody that in his playing career only played for Bill in his coaching career only coached for Bill? Like how different from Bill is he really going to be mm-hmm. uh, different? <laughs> he made that blatantly clear yesterday. <laughs> different. Uh, that That's not to say he won't take things from Bill. I don't think it's going to be a total departure, mm-hmm. but he said he's not going to try to be Bill. That part I genuinely believe. Like Gerard Mayo is going to be Gerard Mayo, he's going to run his own program. He's going to run his own system. Now, will it work out? Like, does that actually turn into wins? We're going to find out. We were never going to get an answer to that, yes or no. We were never going to find out yesterday watching him speak to reporters whether or not he can win football games head coach. The only way we'll find that out is playing the games. But I think as much as you could have expected, they were never going to, like, Robert Kraft was never, you know, he got the full, the, the final say question. Mm-hmm. He was never going to be up there and be like, "Oh yeah, it's Matt Crowder. Oh yeah, it's Elliot. Wolf. Oh yeah, we're hiring a GM." Like he was never, and and Gerard Mayo was never going to be like, "Oh yeah, no, these these are my offensive defensive special teams coordinators." Even though we haven't hired them yet, I'll tell you who they are. Like that was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So for what you could realistically expect from a day like that, which I know Patriots fans aren't super familiar with those events, but they're much more PR driven, political. Mm-hmm. Sell yourself to the fans. Sell yourself even to those inside the building. In that regard, I thought Mayo did very well. Absolutely. And I think also the fact that Kraft mentioned there's been a lot of criticism over, you know, how quickly he went to Mayo, the fact that they haven't yet named a general manager. And he also dropped that they're probably going to hire a general manager 
relatively soon. It may be after the draft, like it was reported, but it doesn't sound like they plan on going with that one. But right. he did mention that these are all people in the building where they're going internally, and that's just how they do business, which to a degree you have to respect. It's not like the crafts are bad business people. Like they've done a pretty good job right. in this business for a while. Um, but on top of that, they said we have a lot of people who learned from, you know, one of the greatest football minds in history. So, you know, for all the people who defend Belichick, and you know, rightly so in some ways, obviously he's a tremendous coach. But the part that slipped away from him with the offense and the uh, player uh, personnel department things, those were areas where he was stepping over people who were learning under him but had their own perspectives. So I still get the criticisms, and I'm not, like, trying to invalidate those. But at the very least, it will be interesting to see so many people who maybe weren't able to really be themselves or uh, really have their work shown under Belichick finally get that chance and we're going to get that chance pretty soon because obviously we got free agency first but then we're going to have the draft and Gerard Mayo had an interesting comment yesterday while speaking to I believe it was Steve Burton um after his presser where he said we're going to draft the best player for a position that's very important you put the pieces together I know you were split on what that meant I want your take, but for me, the body language afterwards, like, ah, I was like, okay, I think, I don't think he was being super vague. I think it was like, yeah, I think everyone knows we're getting a quarterback. That's probably what we're going to do. But what were your thoughts? Maybe I'm just being a little, you know, a little hopeful. Well, look, I mean, how do you not read that and see quarterback? The only thing holding me back is it's too good to be true that he's just telling us, right? (laughs) I, I, I think, you know, the way I look at it could very important position or a position that's very important. Maybe that's just how he says premium position, which is a term we use all the time. Premium positions are in no particular order, quarterback, tackle, receiver, corner, edge rusher, right? Those are the premium positions. Those are the most expensive positions on the field. It's the hardest. Generally, it's the thinnest talent groups, although wide receivers really seen a boost the last couple of years. Maybe he means that. And maybe he just means, like, yeah, we're not, you know, no offense, Cole Strange. We're not taking Cole Strange. Right? We're, not taking Cole. we're not taking post tackle taking a guy that's an impact play can make an impact an impact position but like that's really the only thing i have to say it's not a quarterback is just Mm -hmm. too good to be true that he would tell us it is and it's not uh, obviously for us here it's out of the norm it's not that out of the norm for other teams the reason even to joke about it even to make the joke i was like what (laughs) i other teams sometimes if they're so the only thing is you don't really only do this if you're picking top three maybe four depending on the draft because once you get to five you don't know what the draft looks like like mm-hmm. there may be I think the Falcons are sitting set and well they're their own thing because they're going to get Bill but you know maybe the Giants are sitting there at fifth saying like oh yeah we're you know they could tell their fans yeah we're going to take a wide receiver and then Marvin Harrison Jr. Malik Neighbors both go before they get a chance mm-hmm. and that completely changes the picture of it right so. Yeah. When you're picking third, you have a little more freedom to do that. Sometimes teams will be like, yeah, this is the position we want to address in the draft. I, I yeah, I think Daniels, or I, I think a quarterback is the way, and that's probably Daniels, just the way the board looks right now could end up being May. But, you know, it's not like the Patriots are just starting to scout these guys now. They've been on them mm-hmm. really for the last year. But in the case of, of Daniels and May, who have multiple years as starters, I mean, they follow these guys all the way through. So mm-hmm. they may look at it and they may know at this point, yeah, you know, maybe they don't know which one they like best, but hey, we'd be comfortable taking either of these guys third overall. And we'll figure out who that is and where the board falls, but we know we're going to have a chance at one of these guys. We, we and, and there's an advantage in that because then you look at it and say, all right, that's our quarterback. Let's mm-hmm. go out in free agency 
and let's get players that fit with this quarterback skill set and internal yep. freedoms even. All right, this guy still makes sense in the new offense. We're keeping him. This guy doesn't. You know, we're going to need this money to get this receiver. So this guy's got to go like any good offseason, you plan around a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Problem is, when you don't know who your quarterback is, it can be very hard to do that. If you know you're taking Jane Daniels or Drake May, it makes it a little bit easier. And it's important to remind people that the hay is pretty much in the barn when it comes to draft evaluations. Like the people who are in the front office are not like us, where we're kind of catching up, watching the film, really getting an idea of what all these prospects look like. They already know the film stuff. What changes is what happens in the combine if they go to bowl games, things like that, where there are all-star games, where they get an opportunity to maybe show some things they had questions on. Maybe if there were things where, you know, their speed, their height, their hands, whatever it is, that's when you start making adjustments, right. but or you're just rarely going to see. Or, or right, talk just to talk him and get to know him. Yeah, that's important too. In interviews. Yeah. So yeah. there will be changes. There will be sliding and everything, but it's not like uh, Gerard Mayo hasn't gotten people's feedback. And this is who we like on the board. Like they already have a good idea. They just need more information to confirm. I do want your take on this because we talk about it. I feel like once a week, we do this once a week, but I feel like we talk about pretty regularly. Could the Patriots maybe go somewhere else with a third pick? Usually I kind of feel like, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting conversation because the dynamics start to change. Like we didn't have Caleb Williams having declared or Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. Last time we did this show. So it was very different this time. We do know that Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Have declared, but Dane Brugler, all right. One of the best draft people you can follow on the planet. He does a fantastic job. He recently mocked the Patriots to actually take Marvin Harrison Jr. at third overall and then wait to get Bo Nix, who I've also heard from Lance Zerline is going to be someone that he has ranked higher than a lot of people are going to think. So I I need you to tell me whether there is some validity to this or whether it's just like, all right, maybe the third round of the mock draft, we're thinking a little too hard and we're going to you know get back to even as things go on because – we talked about it, like the road Knicks. Yeah, he you know, was able to silence some of that criticism at times this season. But I never saw anything where I was like, this guy. Like, if the Pats get him, I think they'll be okay. I still think he's going to need a lot of help around him. Anybody would, but more so him than the top three guys. So do you think that's a real possibility that they get Marvin Harrison Jr. and Bo Nix, or do you think it's quarterback in number I, I mean, look, it's a possibility. Harrison's a, a, a fantastic player, but I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, if you get Jaden Daniels, you instantly start building around him. And if he's a bust, he's a bust. You start over. Bo Nix is, is he's older. His floor is not nearly as high. Mm -hmm. His ceiling's not as high. You just wonder how his game is going to translate to the NFL. Like the the whole idea of, all right, let's just take a court. The NFL has gotten so good at scouting quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and Russell Wilson in the third round won't happen anymore. Brock Purdy's an anomaly. And part of the reason you have Brock Purdy is because he's playing with the best. I mean, can I say it? The most talented offense in the NFL. Yeah, the most well-coached. Outside of like the straight dropback game, it's like, yeah, you really can't get much better. (laughs) You put put Bo Nix in that offense, yeah, he's probably going to look pretty good. You put, Mm -hmm. you know, anybody. You you put J.J. McCarthy. You put... who are some, I'm trying to think of like the, the, the day three quarterbacks in this draft. <laughs> Normally I'm, a, I'm freaking out about those guys, but you, you take literally Mr. Element, the last guy you drop in that offense, it's going to look pretty good. Um, generally that's not, it, you don't find franchise quarterbacks after the, the first round. I'm going to give you the, the day two quarterbacks, the last few years here, Taylor, um, mm-hmm. 
and these are some of these were teams literally they needed a franchise quarterback and they said, all right, we're going to try to get our guy on day two and see how that mm -hmm. works out and, you know, address, address another need. So this is going back to 2019. Will, Le Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, Jalen Hurts, Drew Locke, Will Greer. Those are your day two quarterbacks the last five years. Couple I can keep going. I can keep going. <laughs> Mason Rudolph, Deshaun Kaiser, Davis Webb, CJ Bethard, Christian Hot Hackenberg, Cody Kessler. I'd say the last time there's a borderline starting quarterback taken on day two is probably Jacoby Brissett. Our guy, who hopefully will also return to the Patriots this offseason, right. whether it's as a mentor, as a bridge, whatever it is. You just I feel like he's somebody you've got to so, get in this room. So best case scenario here is Jacoby Brissett. And I'm not saying like he's a very different player stylistically than Bo Nix is, but history, it would be great if they could do that. It'd be great if they could take Marvin Harrison and then go out on day two and still have a chance at their franchise quarterback. History tells us that's not how it works. The good quarterbacks, they're good. They go, they're gone. Yep. They're off the board. And you say, okay, great. Then take the quarterback next year. One, you're burning a year of Marvin Harrison Jr. on an affordable contract, mm -hmm. which sucks. And you risk him getting frustrated with the organization. Yep. The last thing you want is by the time you get good, he doesn't have the patience he wants out, which mm -hmm. happens. You see wide receivers ask out all the time. The other thing is then you're beholden to next year's quarterback class and wide I feel like people are acting like Marvin Harrison Jr. is the last wide receiver prospect ever, right? Right. <laughs> the last train out of the station. And if you don't get Marvin Harrison Jr., you'll never get a good wide receiver. No. There are other, believe it or not, there will be other receivers that are all pros in the future. Some, in fact, in this draft mm -hmm. and in future drafts. Quarterbacks, not quite the same way. A down wide, like last year was a pretty down wide receiver. It was probably the weakest year for wide receivers in my time doing the draft. And you still had Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. You got Puka Nakua in the fifth round, right? Demario Douglas in the sixth. Like you I did probably. okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you're getting if on a down year for quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell, Chris uh, Oladuke, and Skylar Thompson. Guys, you do not want starting for your football team, right? So <laughs> and, and Brock Purdy, but again, we kind of already Brock. discussed he's a unique situation. Mm -hmm. You you hit a down year for receivers. If that's your primary need, you can still probably end up with a good wide receiver. It just means you can't necessarily wait to draft one. You wait for a down year for quarterback, enjoy Kenny Pickett. Mm. So that's where, for me, it's like you have a chance to take an elite quarterback. You better not be picking. And that's the other thing. You're picking a three. Maybe there's a good quarterback draft next year, but it's three deep. And you win a couple games and you're picking at eight. Mm. Now, now you don't have a chance to take the quarterback. Get yep. the quarterback now. You have the opportunity. You have the chance. You have the draft capital. You do that, and then you move on. And, and then you, you, you fill out the rest of it elsewhere. Because also – you can sign T Higgins. There's no T Higgins mm. equivalent at the quarterback position. Yep. You can sign Mike Evans. There's no Mike Evans equivalent. You, I don't, if AJ Brown's available for trade, you're not trading for an AJ Brown equivalent quarterback. There's just more ways to add a wide receiver than there are a quarterback. And I feel like the Patriots are kind of in their little Texans era where you kind of are hoping that the blueprint that the Texans kind of followed yeah. carries through and look at the Texans. Their highest paid wide receiver is Robert Woods. They got great value for Noah Brown, obviously, like not the first guy you think of for the Texans. Yeah. I don't know why he's always there, but he's a solid X for them. Outside guy, runs crossers very well. Like he's a guy who gives them some juice. Nico Collins was a third round pick. 
Tank Dell was a fourth round pick. You can, and these are guys who literally are the reason the Texans have been so explosive. They haven't looked nearly as good without Tank Dell. And Nico Collins has been balling really all season, but especially since Tank went down. So I agree. You don't need to have the superstar bona fide, like he's coming on the NFL field and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like you don't need that guy, especially if you have a quarterback who raises the ceiling of the, or of the floor for the offense and allows you to maybe spend later capital on those kinds of guys and say, hey, our scouting is very good. We can take a chance on these guys. Our quarterback will bring out the best in them. Now, before we give some love to FanDuel, I want to propose something on the opposite side of the spectrum. So you're not conservative and wait late to get the quarterback. Instead, would you be willing to trade up so you can guarantee a spot or a shot at Caleb Williams? Uh, 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 Assuming what we're going to talk about later uh, with some other breaking news today does not happen and Williams is actually available. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know how how likely the Bears are to trade that pick. Right. It's it's a monumental ask. It's mm-hmm. it's like wh- what am I giving? Assuming up? a very good free agency, also like assuming they like offensive right. line. Assuming is set. they get the guys they need, like under any quarterback, I I think you probably have to give up your first, your second, your third, in a future like first, a fifth, and maybe a future first. You're gonna have because then it's gonna be a bidding first. war. Yeah, because it's gonna be a bidding war. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I'd entertain it. I probably ultimately, and, and some of this is how they feel about the quarterbacks. Like I like Drake mm-hmm. May and Jane Daniels. So I'll, I'll sit here and say, you know, I'd rather have, you know, Jane Daniels in my first round pick next year, but if they only like Caleb Williams and nobody else, I, I do think it's a fair conversation to have. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that unrealistic to explore personally. I ultimately wouldn't end up to, I probably wouldn't end up doing it just because mm-hmm. of how I feel about the other two guys. But if you tell me, yeah, you know, Jaden Daniel scares me, Drake May scares me, then yeah, that's the move. Yeah, agreed. Assuming All the right. Bears are willing to deal it. Yeah, and we will get more into that soon. But quick word from our friends at FanDuel. Be right back. Well, the NFL season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's pretty good math, right? That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 
4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. So before we get to the breaking, breaking news, we have to address the fact that Caleb Williams did declare he's going to be in the draft. What were your thoughts? What do you think was the reason he waited so late? And what was your initial impression before we get into, again, some of the more breaking news from today? Yeah, I mean, he ran it right down to the wire, right? He, he took it. I think he had like eight <laughs> hours left on that clock. So it, I, I, it was a little sigh of relief. I was honestly starting to wonder. I was honestly starting to wonder. Good good on him for giving us some drama in a week where we you know, certainly needed news looking around for stuff to cover. Yeah. Um, but no, he's in and, and I he's he's the unquestioned quarterback one. I think there was a window there where maybe you were wondering if Drake May could catch him. And that Drake May really, I think, had some flaws exposed late in the season. You go back, you look at the full body of work for Caleb Williams. You look at some of the, he was put in some bad situations by what was really not a good USC team. Uh, yeah, he's he's the best quarterback in this draft. He should be the first overall pick. Agreed. So that brings us to the breaking news. Cliff Kingsbury, who's currently the senior offensive analyst and quarterback coach at USC, is expected to interview for the Bears job. Now, this whole Bears coaching search has been a role, or offensive coordinator's uh Offensive coordinator search, it's a mouthful, has been a roller coaster. All right, we heard that Greg Roman was attached. So it's like, oh, they're committing to Justin Fields, obviously. They're like, what, are they going to hire Greg Roman and then get one of the top three guys like maybe Jaden Daniels? But no, probably not going to do that. They want to run the ball with Justin Fields, which is scary for Justin's development as a passer. Exciting to see him actually get to fully exploit his rushing abilities. We've seen some other names where it's kind of like, all right, are they committed? Are they not? It's kind of up in the air. But this feels like... One, if it happens, we almost are guaranteed that Caleb Williams will be the first pick off the board. And then it creates a situation where the Patriots are really just at the mercy of whatever the commanders want to do because they're not going to trade out. Just give me your thoughts on this news because I'll tell you, man, it scared the dickens out of me and I don't like it. So I think what the Bears are doing, all I, all this tells me like for sure is the Bears don't know yet. The Bears mm-hmm. don't know yet what they're going to do with Justin Fields. And that's that's fine. Like It's early. Mm-hmm. My guess is they brought in Greg Roman, said, what's your plan for Justin Fields? Then they brought in Cliff Kingsbury and said, what's your plan for Caleb Williams? And that's like Cliff Kingsbury's not going to Chicago to coach Justin Fields. And Greg, you're probably not bringing (laughs) in to coach uh, uh, Caleb Williams. So my -hmm. guess is they're doing, this is the, it's not, it's not OC one or OC two. It's the package, right? Mm. Do we want to go with Greg right. Williams plan and stick with Justin Fields? Or do we want to go with or Greg Williams, Greg Roman's plan and stick with Justin Fields? Or do we want to go with Cliff Kingsbury's plan and go with Caleb Williams? I don't know what was said in the meetings. I can't tell you. If, I, I think Greg Roman with Justin Fields is a very, very intriguing setup, but we know mm-hmm. what kind of offensive mind Cliff Kingsbury is and boom, he's going to have a quarterback. He already has a rapport with. I've said this about the Bears' decision. I don't. 
it's it's a uh, good problem to have, but I'm glad I don't have mm. to make the decision because it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. Yeah. I'd probably end up going, if I'm them, going to Caleb Williams because you reset the clock on that rookie contract. And you add mm. assets by trading away Justin Fields. But that's kind of my read, my read on this is, okay, they've heard the Justin Fields pitch. They've heard the Caleb Williams pitch. It's just going to be which one do they like better? Which one do they believe in more? Fingers crossed that Roman knocked it out of the park and that Cliff Kingsbury is scared of the weather in Chicago. I was born in Chicago. I lived there until I was eight years old. When, they don't call it the Windy City because of the weather. It's actually because of the politics. But I tell you, when I was like five years old, my babysitter was like walking me home from school. I could not walk because we lived by the water and it was just blow. And like I was like 10 minutes away from Soldier Field. Wind was knocking me down the entire time. She just had to basically pick me up and like run with me. So hopefully that scares Cliff and he's just like, nah, I think I like it better in LA. I yeah, I I mean that's a possibility too. But if he <laughs> if if he goes there, it means he's open to it. So I and they're probably paying him pretty damn. Yeah, well, oh no, so. he he he'd be probably the highest paid coordinator in football. I would think if he takes that job and he's yeah. going to be there for a year or two and then go be a head coach again like that. He's not going there again to coach Justin Fields. He's going there to run his yep. system with the quarterback he trusts and be a head coach again in in two or three years. If that might be, he could be one and done. So yeah, I it's. Now we wait and see. And we may not know. We may not know until Justin Fields gets traded, or we may not know until the pick gets traded. But this is I I, I think that they're they're exploring all options as they should. Like frustrating for Patriots fans, I get it, but this is what the Bears should be doing, and they're doing it. If you're the Falcons sitting at the eighth overall pick, do you give it up for Justin Fields? Falcons at eight? It's not Bill's kind of quarterback, though. It's not, but like, think about his options. At eight, you're probably swinging at like a Penix, and like he's more that style of quarterback. But even then, it's like, do they trade back? Let's, like, let, let's be so, honest here. Bill's trading a third for Jimmy Garoppolo and drafting Braylon Trice or Dallas Turner. Like, he's not taking a quarterback at eight. All right, I thought it was. I, it would be fun because usually also, but here's the thing. He's not going to have general manager control. Uh, That's a big part might. of this too. I really don't think he will. Cause this it's, is from Ian. Ra uh, this is, is from, uh, not Ian Rapport. This is from uh, uh, Florio just now talking about the meeting. Oh, the fact that Belichick will meet with the Falcons again, implies that blank is also ready to agree to whatever else Belichick wants, such as potentially Belichick's own personnel department and no interference whatsoever from CEO, Rich McKay. Bill's not going somewhere he doesn't have final say. Don't they already have a general they manager? They do. It's, it's Terry, really it's Terry well. Fontenot. He is very good. He is going to be at this meeting, which adds a layer to it. Right. That's why I, I wonder if it Bill like, right. makes Terry Fontenot his macro, which basically says, do all the legwork, present me with the options, and I'll make the decision. I think that's kind of what this is setting up for. Is that even an ideal situation though? Because it's like, yeah, you get to work and like learn under Bill Belichick, but also you're getting a demotion up for him. like three years. It's not up to him. I true, but I'd say true, like, true. you know, if you're him, wow. if I'm him, Business. I look at it one of two ways. All right, fine, I'm out of here. I'm not going to get bossed around right. by Bill Belichick. Or all right, I'll hang out, cash into my cash, cash into my ring, learn a thing or two, and it's my team again in two or three years. Yeah. That's an interesting situation. Man, but Justin Fields in that offense. I just want them to get an athletic quarterback who's like fun to watch and also can just lean on the insane artillery. You'll that get got Jimmy Garoppolo there. and you'll like it. 
I won't like you. No, can't you, make yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. That was me when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo in whatever it was, 2013. Oh, he's the next guy. Never saw it. Never, ever saw it. I thought he was intriguing. Like, I'd like that they opened the playbook up a little. Really, it was just the Shanahan playbook. Now we kind of, I remember looking back on it. I was like watching Jimmy back in 20, what it was, 2016 yeah. or whatever. And I was like, literally, I didn't, like, they were running Shanahan stuff that you never saw from them. Like the bootlegs, all the slide stuff. I'm like, wait, where is this with Tom? They were doing the same stuff. And now they tried to do it with Patricia and it didn't work. I'm going to get myself flustered. All right. This is a bit of a shorter show because, you know, we hit the breaking news. There wasn't a ton of it. No bowl games or anything. We'll come up with something a little, I was going to say, something a little longer. I was trying to use a good word for what I was girthier. I'm just going to say girthier for the next show. I couldn't find a good word. I just, you know what? Why we'll not? We'll have good stuff this next week. We got, we got some real stuff to dig into next week. But this is some real good yes. stuff. Because how the hell did you get nine years of eligibility? One of the children. This is a grown man. Please explain this because what the hell is going on? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Cam McCormick, a.k.a. my personal hero, uh, announced today he will be declaring for his, or he will be uh, reapplying for his ninth year of eligibility in college. Uh, he called it his last ride. He's been in college since. I was in college. So, so he was actually, no, he hasn't been. That makes me feel a little bit. He was, he's at the U now. He started at Oregon. He was in the same recruiting class as Justin Herbert. Think about that. But he had, what is, I think he had. He's on his second contract. <laughs> he's been in the, he's been in college football longer than a lot of guys have been in the NFL. And he's only, I think he's only oh caught like God. eight passes or something. Um, What does he do? So he's. What? Like, what? What do you do? Does he have a job? Does he just no? Do this he's for on his, so he like, has just... his, he has his bachelor's. He on his, he has his master's, and now he's it's not a PhD. I forget. Somebody found his LinkedIn. He's on some third kind of degree at the U. Um, yeah, he's only caught he's caught twenty six passes in all. So he hasn't played all eight years. So he redshirted as a freshman. He had two more medical red shirts. He sat out the COVID year, so that's four years right there that essentially don't count. Um, and then he gets the extra year back because of the COVID stuff. So this is somebody who took advantage of all the little, uh, uh, loopholes, loopholes and- in the end. Of it. He's a true. You ever see the movie Van Wilder? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, he's yeah. Van Wilder basically, but playing football. Um, I want this man to be a Patriot. I need this man to be a Patriot. Not necessarily even because <laughs> like, could the Patriots use a tight end? Yes. I just want like to talk to him. 
Um, yeah, honestly, what were you doing all that time, man? Like, were you just like living way off campus? Were you just like avoiding eye contact with all the eighteen-year-olds? Like, what are you? What are you I, I, doing? I saw How somebody somebody quote tweeted and was like, <laughs> "Like, just join the workforce." He's the reason our Cam, Cam uh, he's the reason our our economy's in such bad shape. I uh, no, I just I, he's still younger than me. He's twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, still pretty young. He's older. He's older than Lamar. Oh my! Oh my God! Lamar is such an Im- immensely accomplished human being. Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> did Lamar play nine seasons of college football? Like winning an NFL that is true. MVP is one thing, but as somebody who graduated college a semester early, figuring out a way to stay there for five extra years, give the man a Nobel Peace Prize. I just brought it up to you because again, this is the kind of thing where, like, if you're wondering if you should get into college football or not, like, get interested in it. There's just goofy stuff like this. It just makes it. <laughs> this guy is going to be must watch this year, and he's going to get a big NIL deal, and everybody's going to be following. Him. That's it's just was, a, a fun, goofy story. That's what I was going to say. Has he had NIL deals in the past? Like, has he at least been cashing in on this, or like, what's good? I don't know if he's ever had individual. I know he's been part of like collectives, but this year okay. now, like the ninth year, last he might get last ride. He might get you know a, a tire dealership, a car dealership. Oh my god! Right, Cam McCormick's last ride brought to you by. No, he should get. You should get thirty for thirty. Oh, um, honestly, he should. This is fascinating. I'll say this too. Like, like I said, like this isn't just he just you know just wants to keep hanging out in college. I mean, he has. I know one of them's a torn ACL. He had another significant injury too. This guy loves football. I guess He's how many hanging. surgeries has he had? Isn't it like yeah? How, how many season-ending injuries was it? It said somewhere. I think what it's it was. three, right? It's three or four. Um, and he keeps coming back. He keeps coming. And it's not as simple as, oh, I want to stay in college. Like, you're asking a lot from that because you got to put your body through a ton to come back from these injuries. And so, in that sense, I respect it. I honestly hope he kind of gets into coaching because yeah, this is somebody be who seems cool. like just they have like, the makeup of a coach. Also, someone who needs to stay the hell off an NFL field and just let his body recover. So, we're talking about multiple season ending injuries before he's 25 years old. He's been playing football at, it would, I'm assuming he's a blocker or like a special teamer. So, it's not like he's not getting hit. That's, I'm looking it up. It, there was some medical term that I've never even seen before that it said he had to deal with in terms of injuries. So, he missed three of those years due to an ankle injury, tore yeah. his Achilles in 2021, and was hospitalized with. Rhabdomyolysis? Rhabdomyolysis? I, no I don't know. I didn't go anybody. to college for nine years. <laughs> That's why he stayed. Buried to college. The destruction of striated muscle cells. Oh, yeah, man. Retire. Hang it up. It's time to go. It was a nice run this year. It needs to be it. Get into coaching. Get into insurance. No, Whatever you got to do, keep your body. I'm going to join the last ride. No, again, he should get into coaching. He clearly loves football, doesn't mind the grind, and we know he can relate to people younger than him. So <laughs> for, for now, <laughs> he's I, not too far away from being the old head. Bring, bring him in on a, on a, on a coaching internship. Oh yeah. He can see, you can still give him an internship. He's 25 or he, I mean, he's in college. You can still give him an internship. I, I don't know. It's oh just, it's a fun God. story. I'll be rooting for him this year. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully I don't think he'll be drafted. Hopefully he at least declares for the draft next year. So we can get to talk about him in the pre-draft process. If he's Mr. Irrelevant, oh my oh, God. Like, then you awesome. have to give him a 30 for 30 or something. Awesome. He needs it. Do not tempt me with a good time, Taylor. Oh Here's my how God. long he's I'm, been in college. I'm, I'm just realizing this. He started a year after they stopped making the NCAA football game. 
and he will be in the revival. He is almost Bad. old enough to have been in both games. We need a list. We need a list of just insane perspective on when he got into college and when I he I mean, left. what were you doing nine years ago? <laughs> like, so nine years ago when he started college, so that would have been fall of 2016. I was, I was a year out of college and I just finished up working as uh, the voice of UMass Lowell men's and women's lacrosse. Nice. I was living with my parents. And in the time that it took him to go through college, I've gotten here. You can say that yeah. I, now, whether or not that's impressive, I think people would have different viewpoints, but I mean, that is, that was like four cars ago for me. I think I, uh, I was a junior in college. I think, no, I graduated in 2019, 20. Oh my God. I think I was a pledge. I think it was a pledge. It was my second year of college. That's crazy. This man was getting his career started while I was getting, you know, you don't see you, 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 you were both just getting started in college. Yeah, pretty much. That is absolutely wild. All right. Well, best of luck to him. We will be following this story. If there are any updates whatsoever, I promise you will get them from us. Uh, Alex, I think that's a great place to close out today. <laughs> uh, let the people know what you got coming down the pipeline. They already know where to follow you. Just give them the good. Yeah, a new catch 22 this morning with Evan Lazar, and we'll start getting into some quarterback breakdowns next week on 98.5sportshub.com. Phenomenal. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you all for watching. Sorry we had to move it back a day, but Wednesday is once again the best damn day of the week from here on out. And I will also try to give you a heads up in case anything changes in the future. But for now, take care of yourself.